What happened? You're out of the Skype call. I'm trying to call you right now. It says you're uh, unavailable. It says I'm calling you right now. Yes. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Yep, I've closed it a couple times. It's just not working. You are listening to Trophy Horse with your host, Tricky Mick, Alex, I Yield to No One, Steve, and Sid. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Trophy Horrors. I literally don't know the episode number. Somebody help me here. 476, I believe. Sure, we'll go with that. Is it 476, Alex? If you're out there in listener land, please pray for us because we don't have an agenda, so we have nothing we're to read off. We, we have no idea what we're doing right now. Uh, this, this would actually be 475. Oh, it would be four seventy five. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, the only reason I know that is because I just looked up the uh, the uh, our podcast, our latest episode released in the podcast app, and it was four seventy four. So, uh, as Alex pointed out, yes, uh, this is going to be a uh, uh, this is going to be a weird episode because we don't have an agenda. I forgot we were recording. I haven't been here in a few weeks. Uh, it's all Tricky's fault. Let's introduce everybody. He is the These man. are just excuses. All the listeners here are excuses, and then they're tuning out. He is the man. He's the myth. He is the legend. He is Alex. I wasted my good intro already. Uh, I guess I'm a, I'm still somewhat seething from our not great night of Rocket League. A very frustrating evening of Rocket League last Thursday. I mean, I was I was a a hot can of piss and vinegar from the start, but a man by the end of that night, I was like, this this controller's going out the fucking window. He brings the awesome. It's I yield to no one. I redeemed myself a little bit Saturday, but I just wasn't streaming it. So no one, no, no one converts. I, I, you know, I could have because I had a couple of real sweet passes that I was legitimately trying to do, and they worked out. So, well, the the internet. Ha- I mean, we'll just have to take your word for it, yield, because the internet has no proof. You you didn't record those for posterity and for your showcase. No, I did not. We get credit for assists on the showcase, right? Uh, sure. You don't even know the damn rules, and you're the one that set this up. Ah, listen, I, I'm out of it. It hasn't been uh, a, a good past couple weeks for me. No, you did forget that we were All recording right, so- tonight. I did forget. So uh, the reason we're recording tonight and things are a little off is because we actually recorded on Monday, not Sunday, because Saturday and Sunday were WrestleMania. 
Now, uh, Yield, I know you watched WrestleMania. I did. Alex, did you see? Did you see any of WrestleMania? I did. I got caught a total of six match- matches over the two nights because we were out Saturday night for dinner getting sushi and uh, weren't able to make it back until the last four matches, which, I mean, we only missed three. Unfortunately, I missed Cesaro over Seth Rollins. Oh, that was the best match of that night. And then the next night, we were over to a friend's house uh, having delicious Greek or delicious Greek food and then also playing board games until about 9, 9.30. So I got to see on Sunday Rhea Ripley versus Asuka and then the Triple Threat main event. All right. So uh, I figured, you know, since we're flying by the Cedar Pass, let's talk about WrestleMania for a second because I okay. have a couple freaking gripes. All right. Let's hear it. Uh, all right. So I- I'm trying to find a legit. Uh, a, a total list of the matches, which is a little well, hard because there was WWE network. There was fourteen. You could just go to Wikipedia. There was there, uh, there was seven each night. Okay, here we go. So on night one, yeah, I, I don't know if this is in order of how it was presented on the show. I'd have to, okay, but, but anyway, go ahead. Okay, okay. Well, you know, I'm I'm trying to do this on the sleep my pants. Well, no, no, that's fine. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember. I got a score sheet downstairs. I have to run down and get it. Also, just a All heads right, up. So. I will likely put this at the end of the show because, quite frankly, I don't want to assume that play- people that tune in for PlayStation are tuned in for wrestling talk. So this will actually go to the end of- at the end of the show. Uh, let's do more trophy count. I am level 607, total trophies of 13,950 with 255 Platinums. Alex? I am turning on... Oh, no, no, it's not on my phone. It's in the show notes because you'll put it... No, you'll put it in Skype chat. I am level 442 with a total trophy count of 7,283, would have a platinum count of 111 in 110 games. Yield? Level 444. Trophy count of 7,261. And a platinum count of 122. All right. And Sid is level 515 with total trophies of uh, 10,274 with 176 plus. I thought he had 177. It just uh, it, it, it hasn't updated then because I went off. Maybe maybe he had one seventy five. I'm thinking the opposite way. It doesn't matter. Uh, Sid, if you get a new platinum, we will announce it on next week's show when we're a little bit more organized. All right. So for the people that are listening, uh, as, as we said many times, we're a little disorganized here. So we're just gonna uh, take some headlines that I threw at the boys over the course of the week, and I'm also gonna look on IEGN to see if there's anything else we can talk about. But the first thing we want to talk about is Deathloop has been delayed till 2021, and this is coming from Games Radar. Uh, I know, Alex, you're uh, excuse me, Yield, you're on a wait and see. Alex, you're interested, but you're also on a wait and see. Uh, how does this delay to September 14th affect you two gentlemen? It doesn't really. I mean, the real big question is, it's not like really for me when it's going to come out because it comes out when it comes out. And, you know, it's Arcane. I played, um, oh, God, Dishonored. Uh, Dishonored is a really good game. So I've got faith that Arcane can deliver. It being a new IP and, you know, everything looking so flashy and the action looks really crisp. And, you know, you see in the videos, like all the the cool, like the gunplay looks really fun because it looks really crisp and fast paced and frenetic. And just some of the stuff they do where, like, there was a scene where somebody got, you know, launched into the air and then you threw, like, a grenade on them while they were midair and then they, they it blew up while they were falling down. All really cool stuff. But a lot of it is, you know, is a lot of the sexiness of this game, what catches your eye, is it kind of the presentation? Because in a lot of these trailers, you know, they've got, like, some really, I think uh, it was Games Radar that said, you know, likened the new music or the new trailer with the music to kind of like a James Bond trailer. And like, 
it's got that kind of like that spy game feel to it. And like they have the really cool like transitions from in between gameplay scenes where it's like this animated stylized thing, which looks really cool. I mean, is is a lot of the appeal of this game into the in the presentation of everything or, you know, is it the actual game? Again, it looks fun, but, you know, you can make anything look fun in a trailer. You can sell you can easily sell a game in a trailer. And I wonder for me, you know, once we finally get to see it and play it, you know, that'll be one thing. But right now it's like how much of it is the presentation of it? And, you know, it, what, what is basically cooked up to look good. And then, you know, how much of the the gameplay are we really interested in? Because when you think about the gameplay, we haven't, we've seen gameplay, but it's not been like a large chunk of it. It's been just all in trailers. So, but as far as the delay goes, I, you know, make it good, make it better. Like there will be stuff to play in between that time. It's not like we we need Deathloop at this point. Returnal comes out at the end of this month. Ratchet and Clank comes out in June. So it's not like there's not going to be stuff to play for people who own a PlayStation. So at this point, Deathloop, it's it's not like a, I got to have this right now. It's like, okay, it's a new IP. We don't know what to anticipate. Just don't let it fall flat on its fucking face. Yield? It doesn't bother me at all because I'm, I'm still in the wait and see. Well, to be fair, by the time Deathloop actually comes out, whether it's this year or next year, Yield might not have a PlayStation 5. I might not have a PlayStation 5 if they can't get the superconductor situation under control. Alright, speaking of getting things under control, Sony needs to get under control their movies. Apparently, the, the this article is coming from WeGotThisCovered.com, which I never heard of before. Uh, says, a Horizon Zero Dawn movie reportedly is in the works. You know what? How about get your other ones you've had in works for years done first before you put something else in the works? Took the words right out of my freaking mouth, Yield. Alex, I know you love this game, but do you want to see a Horizon movie? I mean, it seems like Uncharted's pretty well set because they've got a release date for it next year, even though it's been delayed a few times. But, uh, you know, we've got The Last of Us filming in Canada uh, until July of next year. So, I mean, it seems like that stuff's pretty well concrete and they're ready to go with those. I mean, if they're, you know, if it's in the works, I mean, reportedly in the works means they could be writing it, they could be just at the concept phase. So, turning that game, a game at that large of scale and, like, figuring out how to fit in all, like, the machines and everything and, you know, go through the story, it'll be a challenge, and especially to make it believable. I mean... It would be if they can pull it off, I would go watch that movie because the the action scenes would be unreal. You know, the key is, who do you get to play Aloy? I mean, that that's that would be a big thing there. No one immediately pops to mind to me. Who? Ashley Birch. You mean who the the lady, the the person who voices Ellie? No, she voiced. uh, Why can't I think of her name right now? The character in Aloy. Oh, you, you forgot Aloy's name? Yeah, for a second, yeah. I'm looking on for things to make sure we cover. Uh, yeah, Ashley Burch, she voiced uh, Aloy. I mean, maybe, but also, I don't know. When I see, when I look at Ashley Burch, I have a picture here, like, I don't see Aloy's face. Like, that's that's not, and granted, maybe, you know, she doesn't have in the pictures I'm looking at orange, long orange hair, or long red hair, so I mean... Maybe that would change, but I, I don't. When I look at Ashley Birch, I don't see Aloy's face. I uh, so before we because we have a third topic in the chat, but I'm gonna save that for a topic of the week. I'm looking on IGN right now. Well, hold on, Tricky, you're you're the one. You, I mean, we're both big Horizon fans. 
we know how much you have a crush on Aloy. Like, what what do you think of all this? Would you pay to see this movie? Do you, you know, gr- granted, I, I understand Yield's concern because how many times have we heard, oh, this Bioshock movie's coming out. Oh, we're working on Shadow of the Colossus and then not shit comes out about anything. It just kind of dies. My stance on video game movies is uh, is probably always going to stay the same. Uh, hey, Mortal Kombat comes out this week, correct? And trailers for that look really good. Despite how bad Mortal Kombat Annihilation was. That was many years ago. Many moons ago. Alright, so my stance on video game movies is always going to be the same, probably. I have no problem with somebody making a movie off of a video game. They just typically been horrible. Like, I, I liked the Tomb Raider movie uh, that they made off the remake. I enjoyed the Tomb Raider movie. Uh, Mortal Kombat, the first one was good. In my opinion, it was good. Not the best, but it was good. It was it was good for a 90s movie. It definitely is just a product of its time. I don't think it holds up as well. Like, it is rewatchable, but it, I wouldn't call it good now. But compared to Mortal Kombat Annihilation, it's fucking amazing. I, I think... If if the if the creators of the game are involved in the creation of the movie, I think it stands a chance. Being that Neil Druckmann is a part of the Uncharted movie, gives me hope for that movie. Um, he's also part of the Last of Us movie, which uh, gives me hope for that movie. I'm I'm on a wait and see. Like I'll never say I'll never see the movie. I'm actually a little excited to see the Uncharted movie because I like Tom Holland as an actor. I think he did a fantastic job as Spider Man. Um, but. Yeah, it's it's a wait and see. Also, Tom Holland was good at Spider-Man because it is like his very much like excitement and wide eyed excitement at being Spider-Man. And well, at least like in the he almost had like like this almost like cutesy charm to him, like this this innocence to him, even amongst all the Avengers. And, and you know, even when things were dire and endgame and everything. Um, but I don't know how that translate that well, because you see him in interviews. And he's a very fun loving guy, like he's very jovial and everything. I mean, Nathan Drake does have that, but also, like, Nathan Drake seems to have a harder edge than Tom Holland does, from what I've seen. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know how well that translates to Nathan Drake. So I will go over IGN right now. I'm not going to go into the articles. I'm just going to read some headlines, just, you know, so you know we're aware of them. Uh, There's an article that says patches are reportedly missing for some PS3 games ahead of the PlayStation Store closure. Apparently, people are pissed off. Uh... Because they didn't realize that once the store closes, the games would not be patched anymore. So people are worried about, uh, even though we're going to be able to download the games we previously purchased, that they're not going to be able to get their patches. Uh, I'm going to assume that if it's a PS3 game, chances are it's not going to be patched anytime soon. Or if ever. So I don't think that's really an issue. Well, I think, well, did, did, does this, are basically people arguing that it patches like, Additional like downloads that come alongside the game won't be downloadable. Like it's a separate file, or like are the are the downloadable files like are the updates like essentially once they're released, part of the the game download themselves. Once once a game is patched on the digital store, if you download the game, like if you, if it's not in your system and a patch comes out and then you download the game, the game downloads with the patch already. So it's not like you have to re- download it and then wait to patch it. The 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 current model of the game is what gets downloaded. People are pissed off because they're they're thinking that they can't download their games again once the store closes, which we you guys already established last week is not true. If you purchase it, you're still going to be able to download it. You're just not going to be able to purchase anything. Now people are bitching because 
apparently there's a patch for a game. Uh, somebody came, uh, some company came out. It was actually the same company uh, Kyle Moriarty works for. They were working for a game, and now the Vita store is closing, and they've canceled the Vita version of their newest game because they're not going to be able to get it unless they give it out physically. So they they canceled it, which spurned the whole conversation about what about patches. And now the people are pissed off because they're realizing that games cannot be patched for the PS3 because there's gonna, not going to be a store for them to upload it to. It would have been nice if, if somebody would have been like giving developers a heads up on some of these games like, hey, pretty soon we're going to close down these stores. And if you want to make an, a, you know, your game compatible with next gen consoles or something or the four or the five, might want to get on that. All right. So uh, just I'm putting this out there. If you listen to the show and you want us to uh, do a deeper dive on any of these topics next week, we'll do it. I'm just trying to do this for uh, interest in time because. Like we're just all gonna say, uh, days two was pitched with a co-op mode and shared universe. That's the headline. The story behind that is apparently Sony Bend pitched to make Days Gone back in 2019 and were rejected and are currently making another game. That Sony rejected it because they didn't think a, a sequel was worthy, basically based on how the game was received, I guess, uh, financially. So that's what could have been with Days Gone. Would Days Gone have been better with co-op? I don't think so. I think it was perfectly fine. Would would that have taken away a lot of the element of fear that came with being alone and having to fight off like all them infected monsters that were coming after you? Not really. I mean, I think it would have messed with the tension because like when you were taking down a uh, a zombie horde, it, it it was definitely stressful doing it by yourself. Well, I, I think it, well, that's what I was asking. Cause I think it's generally accepted that dead space one and two are much scarier than dead space three, because dead space three, you have a partner and having someone else there and not being isolated. That isolation is, you know, part of the fear. It's not just, you know, you're low on weaponry or you have to scrimp for ammo. It's also that isolation in itself is just this, you know, you just feel much better when you have a partner to help you. And isolation is just a terrifying in and of itself. All right, we're going to go further into that in our topic of the week because uh, that's part of the, our topic of the week. Next headline I see is Outriders, the game I'm currently playing. I'm telling you two to play. Uh, their cross-play was turned off because there were some issues. It now turned back on. You can now cross-play between consoles, but you cannot cross-play between PC and consoles. PC uh, can cross-play with each other, meaning uh, Steam and uh, Epic can talk to each other, uh, but uh, a PC cannot talk to consoles, but consoles can talk to themselves. Uh, <laughs> Won't that give people playing on consoles a fighting chance then? Yes. Uh, Epic apparently is losing millions of dollars as it continues to battle Steam for a PC marketplace. Uh, EA wants to adjust your game difficulty for you, being that if your game is too hard, EA wants to automatically adjust the game so it gets easier and easier so you eventually can pass that level that you can't beat i do not like that because a lot of games will you know they will ask you hey you know essentially after you've died a certain number of times they'll ask you do you want to lower the difficulty like that's fine i'm fine with that make it if somebody wants to make the uh make it easier or at least um if someone wants to give you the option make it easy to find that option and you know put it right in front of you so i can easily say yes or no but to just automatically do it because I, you know, struggle to beat something like there's a race I can't beat or I keep falling off a cliff trying to do some kind of platforming thing or a boss is so hard, like a, bl a Bloodborne boss is so hard that I have to keep retrying to beat it over and over again. Like, I don't want that automatically downscaled. I mean, games, 
games these days are, yes, there are some harder games, but games generally are easier today because of, you know, checkpoints and save files and everything. I I don't know. I just don't want them to make it automatically easier for me to to give me some kind of, like, pity win just because it takes me longer to beat something. All right. Just, uh, it, we're going to move on. Uh, Sony is apparently skipping E3 again, but that's not a really big surprise. Nintendo and Microsoft will be there, though. Streets of Rage 4, Mr. X DL- Night- Mr. X Nightmare DLC set to add three more characters. Uh, I know you were a Streets of Rage fan there, Alex. Yeah, I enjoyed Streets of Rage 4. Got the Platinum. I would say it's a very worthy sequel in the Streets of Rage line. And not sure. I think Nostalgia would still have most people say that Streets of Rage 2 is their favorite. But Streets of Rage 4, as far as gameplay goes, is probably the better game. And art style is beautiful. So flowing, beautiful combat. So that game was a lot of fun. All right. The next, uh, the, I'm just going to tell you the headline, but we're going to talk about this as a topic of the week next week. Uh, hopefully I'll be there. Uh, my life's a little hectic right now. Just, you know, listeners. Just like our show and our lack of a, an agenda. Yeah. Twitch is cracking down on harassment, even if it does not happen on its platform. I think that's a worthy topic that we're going to get into next week. Um, Shoot, and I'm just looking over the last seven days. Uh, and okay, and PlayStation now added a couple games. They have added uh, Marvel's Avengers, Borderlands 3, and The Long Dark, and they're all out now. Uh, Marvel's Avengers will stay on the service until July 5th. Borderlands will stay on the service until September 29th, and no removal date was given for The Long Dark. So those are two out of three of those games are hit, big hitting games for the uh, PlayStation now. Are you are you getting Returnal when it comes out uh, on April 30th, I believe? I am not playing Returnal at all. Really? Any reason why? I just never had an interest in the game. Well, what are you going to be playing? Uh, probably Outriders, which is what you should be playing, sir. Look, man, you, you have no love for Housemark. That's disappointing. I have I loved Resogun. I just don't have I just Returnal just does not appeal to me at all. All right, so Alex, one, two, three, four, or five. Five. This portion of the show is brought to you by Twitch Prime. Did you know that Amazon gives you five dollars to give to your favorite streamer every month? If you link your Amazon Prime account with Twitch, you can sub to any Twitch page for free. You have to renew it every month. Otherwise, Amazon is just going to keep your money, though. So remember. So why not just give it to us instead? All right. So our topic of the week, uh, I kind of wish Yield was here for this because I know Yield had a couple comments. Uh, Sony is making some really weird decisions. We kind of touched on one of them already and the fact that Sony Ben uh, is working on a new game after an unsuccessful 2019 pitch to make Days Gone 2. But in a new Bloomberg report... Uh, it is Cummins saying that do report into dissatisfaction among Sony's lesser known studios. Sources say that a Last of Us remake, codenamed T1X, was started by Michael Mumbauer, the founder of Visual Arts Service Group, which is a Sony developer that traditionally assists with the development of other PlayStation Studio games. Mumbauer apparently assembled a new 30 strong development group, and after passing on the idea of a remake of the first Uncharted game, Settled on a remake of 2013's The Last of Us. 
However, the team reportedly ran into trouble after Sony kept their existence a secret and refused to offer a budget. Head of PlayStation Studios Herman Hulse apparently deemed the project too expensive and Mumbai's team was moved to support the development of The Last of Us 2. Now, this article is coming from IGN and is written by Joe Scrabbles. So, uh, see, this confuses me a little bit because the internet is going to blaze thinking that a remake of The Last of Us, the first Last of Us, not the second one, the first Last of Us is being remade. But now, as I just read, Herman Holst said this is too expensive and has been moved off of this. So are we getting a remake of The Last of Us or are we not? I think that, well, first of all, if Herman Holst says it's too expensive and they move the team off of that, I don't think they're going to attempt to to do that. First of all, imagine, like, people that got pissed off with how the story went in the second Last of Us. Okay, now you could always say, okay, well, despite what happened in that, the first game was always the first game, and you can always hang on to that game and live in that. Uh, sure, the continuation of the story in two was was something that people, I, I mean, would be in people's minds too. But at least you could say that you had that adventure with those characters in the first game, and it was unsullied by anything, any kind of narrative twist that Naughty Dog wanted to do. Now you reboot the series. Who says that Ellie or Joel are even in there? Like. Is it a focus on new characters? Is it a focus on a different city? Like, completely rewriting the story of The Last of Us, where in that universe now, it's like, do Joel and Ellie even exist? Is that like, or maybe it's like a thing like where the, like, The Walking Dead and then Fear the Walking Dead, where you have a group essentially on each coast and they're making their way, you know, trying to find shelter in, in or sanctuary against, you know, The Walking Dead. I mean... Rebooting that series would piss a lot of people off because there is such a fondness tied to those characters and the adventure started in the first game. I mean, and also how ridiculous is it to, you know, I understand why they would want to say reboot the Fantastic Four movies because the Fantastic Four movies movies as of recent has been crap. So, yes, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is and Disney are going to reboot those characters so that they're more fondly thought of and they can actually make money off of them. But in The Last of Us, you have games that have won multiple multiple game of the years i mean just showered in praise and very very highly thought of in the game community on what fucking planet would you ever consider rebooting those it's like you think of like say something like dead space like reboot dead space why the first two games were great just make another sequel that doesn't have co-op i it just seems so unnecessary to me and the the fact that like herman holst even had to say oh it's too expensive that's the scary part is the thing is he sort of said, this is completely unnecessary. We don't need to reboot these games. They clearly have a story that they've set on and that they can continue in a third last of this game. So the answer should have been, we. it's completely unnecessary to reboot these. But the fact that this was even considered and looked into and said, yeah, hey, this project's too much. That's scary because they considered at the very least rebooting that series, which, which would have been completely unnecessary. Like, why? Okay, I, I just I want to be clear about something. Uh, you you said reboot, and that is part of the rumor. Is that part? It's rumored that it was being rebooted to match the, the TV show, but in the, all these stories, it's saying remake, which is just saying that they're taking the game that exists and up resonate or upgrading it for the PlayStation Five. So I. I 
I want to be clear. I don't know exactly where this lies. If they are rebooting the series to match the show, absolutely not. Do not fucking do that. Leave the game the way the fuck it is. Leave it the fuck alone. If they're remastering it or remaking it for the PS5, again, I don't see why, but you know, I'm always, I'm never going to turn down a better version of a game that is absolutely my favorite game of all time. Uh, as far as Days Gone 2, uh, Days Gone 2, um, I I love the first game. I, I want to see the sequel, and I think we will. But it, part of the story is that Sony Ben was taken off of that, and they were put on the multiplayer version of a Naughty Dog game, which is presumed to be the standalone Last of Us 2 Factions 2 game, the multiplayer game. Uh, I just, uh, yeah. Between the balance of reboot versus remaster, the fact in the story that Herman Hulse said this is too expensive makes me think that they were talking reboot because a remaster would, if they think they can make that, that's easy money for Sony to remaster it on the PlayStation 5. Like they already remastered it for the four. So to put it on the five, you wouldn't think would get that response. They would say, sure, we can do that. We'll make more money. And, you know, people who, people who are new to, the Last of Us had never played it. You know, they get hooked on the TV show and then, oh, you know, maybe some of the mainstream audience doesn't necessarily play games like we do. They're like, oh, well, let's check out this game, too. We love the story in this. Let's play through this game. The fact that he said it was too expensive makes me think it was a reboot because you would have to put more money into that. I I, I, I tend to agree with you on that. That's why I'm saying leave it the fuck alone. Do not reboot this series. Also, I mean, granted, it's not the reason that I would say no to that reboot, but at least... It seems like Herman Holst is making good decisions because the fact that he's like, no, we're moving you off of this. Uh, the fact that they had to move them off of that shows that they can like heavily considered it, which is scary again. But Herman Holst making good decisions for Sony out there. I appreciate that. So that's why we got Horizon and don't have to deal with Killzone right now. And I, I really want somebody to replace Jim Ryan because he's making awful decisions as well. All right. So uh... let Kazurai's Twitter account run Sony. All right, so we're going to do uh, – we didn't put it out a question because I actually forgot record, so I didn't put it out a question. But we do have some feedback from last week. So, Alex. You know, Yield loved that part, loves that part so much. I don't know how he's going to survive this week having not heard it. Oh, he's going to have to listen to the show. I would say, like, I don't know if Yield listens to podcasts. He might, but – what better, like, what better thing to do during Rocket League if you're not playing with friends than just sit there, play Rocket League, and listen to a podcast? Like, that's the perfect because you know you don't need to have the volume in Rocket League on. It's not like you know an in-depth story game where you want to hear the story and you want to hear the music and how it combines the atmosphere and everything to make the total experience. You play Rocket League on mute, listen to a podcast or whatever you want. Uh, and the best part is, is that since we're on Spotify, you can actually play Spotify on your PS4 or PS5 in the background as you play in the game. So you don't even have to use a second device. It's easier to grab my Bluetooth headphones and my phone and just go from there. Why would you destroy that for me? Well, because I'm listening to, I'm getting the podcast from some media at some point. Like it's not like Spotify. You just turn on Spotify on your phone, hit listen on your PS4, PS5. Boom. It's happening. You have to grab your Bluetooth. Just hit it on your phone. I, I'm, I'm, you know what? I know. Uh, you know I've got my Bluetooth headphones set up. It's already easy enough. 
Let's get into our social media here. There's two things in here that we need to address. Uh, first thing is Garrett Davis. Apparently, he's upset with you guys for last week's show. He says, I just listened to the last latest episode, and he's disappointed in the lack of love for Mark Wahlberg. And Daryl has agreed. So does Curtis. Uh, and Homer said, Lone Survivor and Daddy's Home are great flicks. I have never seen those. I did mention the other guys, which I think is a funny movie. But in general, like, I mean, I'm I'm sorry. I don't think Mark Wahlberg is a. I see him in a movie. I don't give a shit. Like he's not a guy I want to see in movies, and that's just the what way. About it's. Ted, that movie's stupid. Ted was stupid. That's a dumb movie. And again, I will mention the Transformers movies. I know the Transformers movies are not good, but at least Shia Buff- LaBeouf was in a good one. The first Transformers movie was good, but the worst ones were the ones that Mark Wahlberg was in. He was, they were terrible. You you go you go back to the nineties when he had more of a singing career, and, and maybe we'll talk about Marky Mark. But his whole career as a whole, I mean, sure you can probably pick out some good flicks here and there that he was involved with, but overall, no, I don't want Mark Wal- Mark Wahlberg acting in a movie that I'm watching. Did you, did you see what I named last week's episode? Yes, I did, but I forget it now. It's be legit, Marky Mark. All right. Well, okay. Well, do you are you a Marky Mark fan? We know that you and and the goddess love going to Wahlburgers when you were up in Boston. Uh, I I don't have a problem with Mark Wahlberg, personally. I mean, he's not always been in the best movies, but the movies I've seen him in, he was decent. I mean, I to be honest, because I hate uh, Will Ferrell, he was the reason why I watched the other guys. So, yeah, partly. And he was fantastic in Lone Survivor. There's a lot more reasons to hate Mark Wahlberg than to hate Will Ferrell. Uh, I will say that the best thing a Wahlberg has ever done is Step by Step by the one in the New Kids in the Block. That's Donnie. Yeah, Donnie Wahlberg. That's the best thing a Wahlberg's ever done. I And I have to say that because if I don't say that, the goddess will get really pissed off at me that I didn't take the chance to mention Donnie Wahlberg's name. So really, she doesn't care about all the Wahlbergs. She just cares about Donnie Wahlberg. Yeah. I don't even think he's her favorite New Kid on the Block either. Joey McIntyre? That was my sister's. Jordan Knight. Uh, all right, we're moving on. Uh, Look, the, the public needs to know which is the goddess's favorite. Uh, I don't know. She's not here for me to ask. Shouldn't you know this by now? If you have not had in-depth conversations with the goddess about her favorite member of New Kids on the Block, what the hell have you been talking about for all these years? Uh, a lot of things that actually matter. Probably, probably more you talking and her rolling her eyes. Why are you stepping on every time I try to segue away? I just had to say that. You you Uh, chatterbox. Levi is is starting some controversy inside of the Tofios group. Uh, We're not going to go too far into this because uh, Yield needs to be here for this conversation. I wish he was. But Levi, yesterday, as of this recording, uh, posted in the Trophy Horse Facebook group which you can find at facebook.com backslash groups backslash TW podcast with the T- trophy horse host and fans continuously playing more and more Nintendo PC and Xbox. Should the podcast reinvent itself as an overall gaming podcast instead of just a PlayStation podcast, Alex and Tricky have both played a lot of Nintendo games this year and even discussed on the show and it made for good episodes thoughts. So right now uh, the votes are eight to four in favor of reinventing the podcast. 
Uh, some comments uh, from the thread. Gareth has said, I personally would keep it as it is. I don't mind hearing about Nintendo or Xbox News, on, but it generally bears no significance to me. Keep the format as is, mainly PlayStation touching on PC and lesser consoles. Uh, Daryl has said, I've said this for years, it should be the Proving Gamer podcast. JG has said, well, seeing as they are a trophy podcast that talks about games in general, yeah, I believe they should reinvent themselves, the Proving Gamer podcast, in which I replied, we are not a trophy podcast, we are a PlayStation podcast. Yeah, we haven't gone that in-depth on, on trophies. Basically, read our trophy list. Uh, the last in-depth we ever did on trophies was when Sid was doing some of these trophies regularly. Uh, the business has says platform specific podcast FTL. Uh, I, I guess that's for the loss. Uh, but he followed that up by saying it's cool to keep the TW podcast, but a platform agnostic show might would double up coverage, which also might be fine. JT says wasn't that game stuff. Uh, not going to say anything there. Levi has gone on to say, I hope you're listening to the fans. The only vote to keep the status quo is a host, and that was Yield at the time. Uh, and I replied, maybe you should put your money where your mouth is and make a new PC slash Xbox show for PG. JT said, if you did that, I would join up for sure. Levi says, I'm a part-timer. Let's work that way, is what he said last week on the show. I said, you talk big for a part-timer. And Levi replied, replied by saying, hey, you got your first fan vote. Status quo is up to 7 to 1. As I said, the vote is 8 to 4. Homer left a comment saying, in the bygone days of yesteryear, I think it was a bit easier for being an exclusive brand podcast. But in today's market of rehashed remakes and remasters, there's little in what makes Sony exclusive anymore. The same is certainly true for Nintendo and Xbox. Alex, your thoughts? I don't discourage the conversation I, I i definitely encourage it and and welcome you know suggestions on how we can change the show for me when i talk about nintendo and games that i play it's basically just a mention in like hey this is what i've been playing i don't really go that in depth into it because this is a playstation podcast and i know that people come here to listen to playstation stuff so uh, my philosophy when it comes to doing podcasts is you've got to have a focus and I think when you try to cover everything, you don't really cover any one thing all that well. Now, so there are weeks when we have... Can, can I cut you off a second there? Yeah. Second? Perfect example about what Alex just said is the disorganized nature of this show. Well, here's, here's the thing. So, yes, there are weeks when we are lighter on news than others. And then there are weeks when we are heavy on news when, you know, typically like there's a game show or like a, a some kind of big industry event where there's a lot of news coming out of it. And sometimes those shows go on for fucking ever. But I think that when you have Alice's favorite, by the way, just so everybody, I think that when you have a podcast, the best way to do it is to focus what you talk about, because then your audience knows you can build an audience that way. If your show is, well, we're going to talk mostly about Xbox this week, or we're going to talk mostly about Nintendo this week. And then another week, it's mostly PlayStation. And some week it's a mix of all. You don't normalize your audience like you have, you know, people may stop listening. You know, some people may listen to the only the most Nintendo week and then people will be like, well, I have a switch and an Xbox, so I'm not going to listen to the PlayStation episode. So you've got like this mixture of an audience which may not want to listen to every episode because you're all over the place. And again, like focusing on PlayStation allows us to go more in depth with PlayStation. Like, honestly, I don't think that any of us play enough games where we could adequately adequately cover every single platform there is like i don't think like i think we honestly barely covered the playstation as it is there's just way too much to play on all three consoles in order 
for us to do it justice. Uh, we just simply don't have the time with, you know, families and work and everything. We don't have the time to cover all of those things as is. But again, like when I, any anytime I've, you know, giving people advice on doing a podcast, it's basically like have a focus because that's how you build an audience and that's how you get repeat listeners is when they know what you're going to talk about and they can expect that. And, you know, if you're going to stay in the PlayStation ecosystem, you can build around that because people expect what you're going to talk about. Whereas if you're hopping around from platform to platform, you may lose listeners. Yeah, you may gain a few listeners here, but then you also may lose listeners because people are like, well, I'm a PlayStation fan. I'm not going to listen to, a, you know, something, a show about a console that I don't play on, which may be the Xbox. So. Uh, I mean, I encourage the conversation, but personally, I want to keep it a PlayStation podcast because one, I don't think we could cover a general video games podcast all that well. Uh, maybe some other people feel they could do that. I don't. I don't think it's a good idea. I don't. I, it's just a philosophy I have. I just want to focus on one thing and build an audience around that and focus on that ecosystem and try to cover PlayStation as best as we can. Because while I do, yes, play quite a few Nintendo games, I mean... I, you know, generally play and focus more on the big games for Sony. So, I mean, now even playing Animal Crossing and, and you know, in recent times playing Pokemon Sword and Shield during event weekends, those are games that came out last year and the year before. So it's not like I'm buying a ton of, I, you know, I didn't buy a Super Mario 3D Land with Bowser's Fury. So I, I, you know, with Nintendo games, like, yes, I'll buy new ones every once in a while. But for the most part, uh, I mean, last year I played Super Mario Odyssey, which is at this point almost a four-year-old game. So mostly with Nintendo, it's playing games that came out years ago for the first time or playing games like just Animal Crossing or Super Smash Brothers that I've been playing for years now. So um, yeah, I, I just like the focus on PlayStation. It, I think we can do an adequate job of covering all the news in that, whereas I don't want to hop and skip around to every platform because that's just too much to cover. And I generally agree with everything Alex has said. It's like, if people come here expecting PlayStation news and they get Nintendo news, they may turn away. I mean, to, to one point, uh, when we did episode 360, I pitched the idea to Alex that we should just do an Xbox show. And Alex's point to that at that time was like, no, because what happens if that's somebody's first time to listen to the show? They're going to think we're an Xbox show and never come back. Did I refuse to be on that show? Either I refused or I couldn't be on it. You you didn't refuse, but you refused the idea, and then it just so happened that you couldn't be on that episode. So we happened to bring Jeff Hanna on to replace you, and we did an Xbox show, and we got and and we got positive reviews from it. I mean, I'm curious. Well, it was clever. I got. I mean, I'll say it was clever, but also again, my concern is about the brand. Like we have a branding as a PlayStation console, and you know, or a PlayStation show, and for any new listeners, like that's what they're looking for. So we want we don't want to chase people away. So, uh, but I was curious, like. I mean, they said we play PC and, and Microsoft games. Like, I know that you've been going back and playing some old retro games, which is where the Nintendo may come in for you. But which one of us is playing PC and Microsoft games? Technically, I am when I play a PC game, because I if I play like Gears of War, I'm playing on my PC, which is technically a Microsoft game. Uh, but I haven't done that in a while. But I mean, in the past, I've done that. I mean, but it's not it's not so regular that. We're not up on, like, all the newest games on Switch or Microsoft. And, you know, granted, we do play some cross-play games, like Rocket League is cross-play across many platforms. You're playing Outriders, which is a cross-platform game, and there's many of those these days, as, as you know, Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo get more comfortable with it, particularly Sony. But, I mean, yeah, I... Well, I mean, and I'm going to say this, and I'm not throwing shade at anybody, 
But the people that voted for us to be a, you know, non-PlayStation show, just cover everything, the votes were Daryl, uh, Troy, JT, uh, Mark Duplex, Pac-Man Polar Bear, uh, Brandon, and Levi, and Curtis, uh, which generally, from my knowledge, all play other consoles. The people that voted for to keep it a PlayStation show were Yield, uh, my friend Deanna, uh, Nitro and Gareth. So, and they all play PlayStation games. So, the 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 key to doing a show, I mean, the Loot Brothers, they cover everything. Uh, game stuff, they picked one topic, and that's the topic they covered for the entire show. They didn't do multiple news stories. If you're coming to a PlayStation show, and, and to JT's point, saying that, well, seeing as they are a trophy podcast that talks about games in general. We always run the risk that if somebody comes to our show thinking it's about trophies, we might lose them. But if they listen to the episode and see that we're passionate about PlayStation, we're talking about PlayStation, they stick around. So to JC, uh, JT's point when he left the comment in there, I wanted to reply, but I figured I'd wait until the show. Because he actually said, uh, when I said we aren't a trophy podcast, we are a PlayStation podcast, he goes, well, for a reason, escape the trophy in the name. No, because Trophy Whores is a PlayStation reference. We don't have to have PlayStation in our title or some kind of PlayStation moniker in the title. Trophy Whores was born as a trophy podcast and morphed into a PlayStation show. So we are we keep the brand of Trophy Whores because that play, Trophy Whores is a PlayStation moniker. It is a brand. I I don't have a problem talking about PC games or Xbox on the show or Nintendo games, but if somebody's coming to our show and we're in the show's name is called Trophy Horse, they're expecting the PlayStation. Well, first of all, the, it was it was a playoff of Achievement Hunters or Achievement Horse or whatever they would call them, and you wanted it a snazzy name for a PlayStation podcast, so you picked that. I mean, yes, we do have a little segment where we read off our trophies, and we do have, you know, Levi on to talk about the Be Legit, which, I mean, playing through games does, in fact, you know, involve trophies to some degree, you know, if you play on the PlayStation console. But, I mean, we mostly do PlayStation discussion and news, and we don't really talk, we don't really go in depth on the trophies. So, and, you know, just because I don't really think that we should cover all brands doesn't mean that other people don't do it well. Some podcasts may do it very well, or they may, you know, like I said, with when game stuff was a thing, they focus on one topic. Which, you know, that kind of discussion, I'm sure people really enjoyed. For me, though, it, I've I've never wanted to be a generalized podcast. I've always wanted to have a focus because I think it's easier to rein in. Yeah, yes, we have banter and we go off the rail sometimes, but I just like to have a podcast that's more focused and it's very clear what our show is about. I like to listen to some stuff, you know, like I play Pokemon Go and I like to listen to a show called Pokemon Go Radio because it's a podcast about Pokemon Go and only Pokemon Go. So I know what that is from the start. It's easy. It was easy for, easy for me to listen to that and get started and then, you know, fall in line with it and listen to it every week because I knew exactly what it was going to be about. And it was about the ecosystem I liked playing, you know, it, you know, and I do listen to some other, you know, another Pokemon podcast that's more generalized, but it is still, again, focused on Pokemon and not like all anime or anything like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, other other podcasts may do it really well, but for us, I, I don't think branching out and doing a general podcast is a good thing. I I think that focusing on the PlayStation brand is is where our, our best bet is or what we do. It's where our wheelhouse is. Because again, these days, 
I honestly, I can barely talk about two consoles, so trying to branch out to three, like, we just, if we had two or three other hosts, then maybe. But at that point, that would make editing even more of a fucking nightmare. And the show about two hours long. All right, let's go ahead and close out the show, Alex. Be sure to follow us on all of our social media feeds. Just look for Proving Gamer on Twitter and Facebook. Be sure to also join the Trophy Horse Facebook group at facebook.com backslash groups backslash TW podcast. In the group is where you can ask questions for us to answer on the show. You can also send us an email via the Troy Memorial email. That address is trophyhorse at provengamer.com. Or if you would rather leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 330-PROVEN-9. That's 330-776-8369. You can watch our videos on YouTube by doing a search for Official Proven Gamer. You can also catch us streaming at twitch.tv backslash Proven Gamer. And you can catch Tricky streaming for Extra Life every Sunday from 3 to 5. All right, we're going to cut that off because I'm not doing it anymore. Alice, your shout out, sir. Give a shout out to the listeners, the fans, the fuel to the fire that is Trophy Horse. Thank you all for listening to the show. And. <coughs> Ooh. Our damn sneeze had to break up, break up my break up my love for the listeners. Uh, no, thank you guys for continuing to support the show. However long you've listened, uh, you guys are what drive us forward. Honestly, doing a podcast for this long sometimes it gets old, but you guys are the ones that that push us forward, and we just love our community and interacting with you all. And uh, thank you all just for being great members of our community and continuing to support our show. Give a shout out to Tricky and to Yield. Unfortunately, we lost Yield a little bit early tonight, but hopefully we'll we'll have him back in full. Full gear next week. Uh, Tricky, thank you. you had a couple weeks off, but I'm, I'm glad that you brought your A-game tonight, even though we were kind of flying by the seat of our pants here. And uh, yeah, uh, last but not least, I want to give a shout out to my loving and awesome girlfriend, Ashley, who, as usual, is, is doing some schoolwork and watching some Gilmore Girls out in the loft. Uh, but I will be doing most of my editing tonight and tomorrow. So, uh, but very excited. We do have a lantern show to go to at our zoo Uh all kinds of lanterns built up to be like a giant animals, a structures built out of lanterns. So that'll be really cool. We went to it last year in the fall, a uh, fun experience. So once I get the editing for this show done, uh, I'm excited to go out and do that family activity. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, but first 475 of trophy horrors, it'll be a real knockdown drag out bitch of a fight. Uh, I want to give a shout out to the goddess. Shout out to Bumby D. Uh, shout out to the listeners. Thank you very much. Um, just a heads up because I didn't give this before. I'm going to be in and out for the next couple of weeks. I have some changes going on in my life that's requiring me to be away. Um, unfortunately, so uh, I apologize if I'm not here, but know that I will be active in the Facebook group and active on the TikTok and active in uh, every way that I can other than being on the show. Uh, but thank you very much. Until next week. Happy trophy hunting. Later.
The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines. All right, so uh, night one started off with Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. Correct. Uh, I'm just going to say the winner because obviously it's, it's already happened. Bobby Lashley won. Yes. Which he, I have a gripe with this match. I, You know, I, I don't. I Okay. My only gripe is uh, they – now, again, everything – okay, let me just put this out. Everything I'm about to talk to was put out on dirt sheets or rumor mills and stuff like that. Uh, and the rumor was is that the reason they took the belt off of Drew McIntyre by the Miz was because they wanted to give Drew McIntyre the opportunity to win the belt again in front of a live crowd. I was disappointed in the fact that they did not do that, although I'm not disappointed that Bobby Lashley won because, as I said to the goddess, it would feel really fucked up to give Bobby Lashley the belt and take it off him less than a month later. Yes, because was, it would be nice point. for Drew to win in front of a crowd, which he didn't win in front of the last year. But then what does that do to Bobby Lashley? Also, you kind of taint your belt by just passing it around because then the whole giving it to the Miz and then Bobby Lashley winning only to give it back to Drew was pointless. So if they want to build to another program like SummerSlam where you know Drew McIntyre takes some time off and then comes back, and you know Bobby Lashley feuds with somebody in the, in the in the future. I mean, a lot of people are talking about Biggie possibly getting that a, pu- a big push into the championship scene because he lost the IC title. Um, I'd be fine with that, but I think ta- it'd be too early to take it off Bobby. And again, this would have been a much better moment if the Hurt business was intact. But for some dumbass reason, they broke up the Hurt business, which was the most over thing in WWE at this point. All right, uh, yield your comments. Uh, I I thought they were going to give it back to Drew as well, and when Lashley. Last Lashley won. I was surprised, but yet, like Alex, it's better for the belt if it stays on Lashley. All right. Next match we're going to talk about is, excuse me, Natalia and Tamina won the tag team turmoil to win the a WWE Women's Tag Team Championship match at on night two. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right, look here's the, here's okay. the only thing they really need to be said about this match. This was just a bunch of thrown together tag teams so they could feature a bunch of these wrestlers on WrestleMania because that's what they've done with this two night WrestleMania is they've tried because their roster is so big, they have tried to throw more and more people at WrestleMania because they've got so many people to get on the air. This match could have been a SmackDown or a Raw match. This is not a WrestleMania match. I agree. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with that because it just, it didn't flow right. Well, apparently, uh, Closed in full right either because apparently there was two nip slips during the match. I didn't see them. I, I I saw pictures and I still didn't see anything. But apparently Dana Brooke and Carmella both had nip slips. All right. Well, we oh. don't need to let. Let's not get too further off subject than we already are here. I, I'm not. I'm just. I'm just saying. That. I, I just. I just like how the fact that. The dirt sheets had to point that out, and like I, nobody noticed, nobody said anything, but you had to frame by frame go down. Uh, well, there was a lot of right, slipping that, going on because there was a weather delay and it was rainy in Tampa Bay. But uh, yeah, yes, match, go to match three. It was uh, Rollins versus Cesaro. 
And Cesaro match won. Of, match of the night. Getting Cesaro got his first big WrestleMania win. And no, the Andre Andre Memorial uh, Battle Royal doesn't count because not shit came of that. So I was surprised because Rollins is a guy they really love for good reason. I mean, his character and his 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 gimmick is shit, but as a wrestler, he's got great. You know, he's great. Um, but yeah, I was surprised they gave Cesaro this win because even though it makes sense, they've also never given they've never thrown Cesaro a bone. So I'm surprised that no, they did it now. This was also his first singles match at WrestleMania ever. So. Yeah. It's good that they gave him the win. All right, uh, next match, AJ Styles and almost first defeated the New Day to become the new Raw Tag Team okay. Champions. This, this pissed me this off. This is my shock look because I picked AJ and Omos to win because it was obvious they were going to win. This this entire WrestleMania was full of matches you knew who was going to win. Pretty much, yeah. Well, I, I put I put into uh, a friend of the shows because uh, a friend of my friend of mine has a long running wrestling show. I actually put into uh, their group. I said uh, every championship match, the the wrong person won. So that's uh, not true. I but that's not uh, true. Well, I, so with oh, with, uh, well, we'll, we'll get with this match, Hold on. I want I want to talk about this match because my problem with this match is almost this was his very first match ever. And you basically made the dude day look like shit. Like they couldn't even damage him. Look how big he is. See, okay, here's the thing: the yes, new day, the new day, guys. are the new day. They are a Hall of Fame tag team. They are in, you know, in consideration for one of the best tag teams ever. Their legacy is cemented. So this match doesn't hurt them. You could throw. I mean, look in past matches. What they had uh, at a pay per view, or maybe it was a SmackDown or Raw. They had Braun Strowman beat both Sheamus and Cesaro in a handicap match. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, but that w- that was different. No, it's Braun not Strowman- because he could not beat both Sheamus and Cesaro. Oh. It makes Sheamus and Cesaro. Oh, hold look on, weak. hold on, hold on. This is different because Braun Strowman was built up to be the man that was unstoppable, and he was doing handicap matches leading up to this. That made sense. I don't agree with it, but that made sense. This almost never got into a match ever. And he took well, a Hall of Fame tag team and squashed them. Yes, because they're that trying to no build look how big almost is he, he, I mean, honestly, look how big the New Day are compared to him. Do you actually think they could hurt him if they wanted to? They could at least take him off his feet? No. He's 400 he pounds. Could at least get punched in his stomach and have show some kind of pain. They they wanted to build almost up, which is why they did. They had AJ start out so that the new day, the match would actually last long. My problem is that AJ's a veteran. He should have just been like, "No, almost take him," and let almost win right away. The match should have been a squash. It should have been easy. Match. It should have been under three minutes. The whole new day are the heels because they're getting heat on AJ Styles and beating up on AJ Styles and taunting almost. Like when almost got in, the crowd popped. But the whole workaround of, well, we don't want this match to be, you know, be short, so we'll just have AJ come in as stupid, because if you're AJ, it's like, almost, get in there and dominate, and we'll win the tag titles. It's ridiculous. That's the part that was ridiculous. But no, the New Day should not have beaten almost an AJ Styles. And I believe with this, AJ Styles is a Grand Slam champion now. Yes. Which he deserves. But yeah, no, you look at almost, they're building almost up to be a beast. And this is how you do that. I, I will remind ever. you that the new day no longer has Biggie, and he was their muscle. Well, right, no, next... they still have Big E. They're just not on the same show. Well, no, they they All said right. they're reunited again for one night. They are considered separate entities now. You'll never see Big yeah, E they... as part of the new day again regularly. 
I don't well, know. Okay. You you kept seeing them together in the 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 bigger pay per views. Hold on a second. Hold on. The New Day is still all three of them. The it's just to Alex's point. As, he's on a different show yeah. now, so he's not going to be with them. Yeah, that, but yeah, they did yeah. not. They the New Day did not break up. No. Well, in the show wise, they did, but you keep seeing them like at like yeah at Royal Rumble. They all cut a promo. They were all t- together when one of them cut a promo. Right. You know, so like you still see them around. They're just not coming out all three of them as the new day. All right, we Except we got to get through this. We got to get this a little faster because we're yeah, we're twelve. We're thirteen well, minutes in. To. The next the next match we have is Braun Strowman uh, beat Shane McMahon. No surprise there in a steel cage. This was a stupid match. Spot. It was a stupid build. It was a match made so Braun Strowman can get a win at WrestleMania and so Shane McMahon can get jump off of something high. That's the only reason. All right. All I was gonna say is it was a nice spot with uh, Strowman ripped the cage to pull Shane McMahon back in. That was all I was gonna say. That was cool, but this match didn't need to happen. It shouldn't have happened. I that I will agree with. Uh, Yield, do you want to say anything about this? No, I just enjoyed the match. Okay. Uh, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus uh, The Miz and Morrison. Uh, a waste of again. A match. I don't think this match. Need, I don't think this match needed to happen. I don't know why Bad Bunny was even involved in this. And John Morrison deserves much better than being Miz's sidekick. Agreed. Also, did you take that from me? Because I wrote that in, re- in reply to uh, Matt Murray. I think I did not, but. I then we just happened to. Agree uh, I mean, Bad Bunny did some like for his first match. He did some nice stuff. Respect went out there and did a crossbody off the top rope to the outside. They did like a Legion of Doom style. Uh, him and Damian Priest did a Legion of Doom style finisher with the um, instead of the clothesline off the top of the shoulders. They did a crossbody. The big problem with this match is that one you could have done it raw. Uh, Morrison and Miz look like goofs now, and they're the professional wrestlers. So, uh, but Damian Priest, this is Damian Priest was a champion down in NXT. And this got Bad Bunny over. It did nothing for Damian Priest. He just is the same where now everyone's like, oh, Bad Bunny's great. You know, uh, everyone's saying, oh, you know, he did such a good job. No one's talking about Damian Priest, which was, you would figure, the entire point of putting him with Bad Bunny was to help get him over. But yeah, this this was a match that didn't need to put, be put on WrestleMania. Yield? So, as a celebrity, Bad Bunny did a good job. As a wrestler, he needs far more work. Oh, the, uh, the, he did do he the, did do a good. Canadian oh, that's a, such a stupid move. That well, and the Spanish okay, fly. Get okay. out of here with that. That that, oh, come that, on. that you do not know because by the time the camera cut over, they were halfway through the move. And the only reason I say that was because when he did the tornado DDT off the top rope, Miz carried him through that entire move. I mean, look at I him. Mean, he was holding on to him and spun him around himself. He didn't do that move. The Miz did that move. So the Canadian Destroyer, how much of that move did he do? A hundred percent, because I actually saw a, a full view of it from start to finish. He hit it clean. And and then I felt absolute disrespect when they called it the Bunny Destroyer. I was like, oh my god! All right, you'll never <laughs> you'll move? never see that move now for like a year or two because now it's his move. Yeah, that's that match did nothing for Miz or for Morrison. It made them look like idiots. No, and it did nothing for Damian Priest. The only one who benefited from that match benefited from that match was Bad Bunny, and, and he's leaving. He's leaving because he's going on his tour. Uh, I don't know because they they did a promo today where they're saying Triple H is uh, showing Bad Bunny the way down the road. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they they showed at night two of the WrestleMania. He handed a microphone, said, "You got to go do your thing now." And then they did All a right, promo and- for his tour. 
<laughs> All right, and the last match of night one, Bianca Belair defeated Sasha Banks to capture the SmackDown Women's Championship. Great match. I think the wrong person won. Oh, I knew Sasha was going to lose. No, this, I mean, this this WrestleMania was about um, putting over Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair. Like these, I mean, with Rhea Ripley, they had to, to switch the title to her because after what happened at last WrestleMania, if you're going to make Rhea Ripley effective, she had to win the title. Bianca Belair, like, people were criticizing her for, you know, crying at the beginning of the match. Like, what better for a babyface to do than to show emotion like that and be so happy? Like, that just engenders, like, or endears them so much to the crowd because, like, they're so happy to be there and they're so overjoyed. And, like, so I think that was great. Then you've got the roll-through when Sasha dove through the ropes and, and Bianca Belair rolled through and then like, Gorilla pressed her and then walked with her, carried her up the steps and threw in the ring. That was impressive as shit. Uh, the whole, like, hair whip thing that Bianca Belair did where it would sound like a gunshot, that was phony as shit, because hair doesn't make that sound, so they had to pipe something in for that. Other than that, it was a great match. And, well, Michael Cole's botch at the end where he said she kicked out when clearly Sasha Banks got put down after the, the kiss of death. But, yeah, I mean... Well, he, he, he did say that uh, his view was obstructed, and... The way Bianca rolled off of Sasha, he just took it that she. Kicked no her. one else, no one else made that that call. None of the other Listen. announcers made that call. The ref raised her hand. Everyone went crazy. Apparently, everybody knew, but Michael Cole. And I guarantee, I would be surprised if they don't let the the commentators know ahead of time who's going to win. Uh, that may be possible. Maybe he just didn't think she. Uh, listen, I'm just telling you what he said. All right. Uh, but but that that match deserved to be the main event of night one. Yield your opinion. Uh, Sasha had a nice bruise after the hair whip. Yeah. I I think that hair whip was real. Hair doesn't make That's that noise. Real. It's not real hair. It's horse hair. And I'm not criticizing. I'm not trying to say anything no, he, dirty or nasty. Tricky's right. Her it, her natural hair is not that long. It's straight. That that's straight weave. So yeah, that's horse hair. That definitely can make that sound. And when she hit uh, Becky Lynch in the Royal Rumble, it made the same exact sound. All right, night two. We'll try to get this to a little quicker. Uh, tag team, women's tag team. You forget that? Are you are you completely disgusted by the fiend and and Randy Orton that you skipped over that match? I uh, actually, I'm just going in order on the list. That I'm looking. Well, at. fiend, fiend the- versus Randy Orton was the first match. Okay, I'm just going in the in the order. This is may I? Uh, you want to go on the fiend or you want to go on the women's tag team? The the, the fiend. Okay, well, let's start with the Fiend then. Uh, Randy Orton versus the Fiend because this match pissed me the fuck off too. So, so I was I liked the intro, and then the match was kind of boring, and then the ending was what the fuck? Exactly. Because because I honestly, me and my buddy both thought that this was going to kind of be the end of of Bliss doing her thing with the Fiend. This was going to be the end of the feud. So this is going to be a really good match. And then, what the fuck? Okay, that's okay. it. Okay. You want my opinion? Sure. All right, I have several thoughts on this match. One, you built up the Fiend off TV for months and months and months, being that he was burned to, burned alive, and he was coming back, and when he reappeared, he was burnt to a crisp. All the promos leading up to this match was him being burnt to a crisp. 
before the match even starts, he magically recovers from everything, comes out, does their thing. And here's my problem with the Fiend character. This why WWE, I feel, is destroying the fuck out of this character. He is supposed to be unbeatable. That's what they posed him out to be. That's what everybody that touches him is affected. Everybody that touches him changes. That's what they're building him up to be. He's this powerhouse. He can eat a, a stomp or an F five, or he can eat a you know a claymore, whatever the hell it is, and pop. Randy Orton back slammed up. him against the table, the announce table, and he popped right back up and bashed right. Randy Orton right in the and, face. And then you look at the match where the Fiend beat Seth Rollins. I think it was one of the shows that was in Saudi Arabia. Like the Fiend well, does not. Well, the stop. Fiend lost in Saudi Arabia to Goldberg in one of those shows. I don't know if it's the. Well, that that that's my point is that you make him out to be this unbeatable, you can't hurt him thing, and then he gets squashed by Goldberg, and he goes away. He comes back. He does his work. He gets burnt. Then you take the burnt uh, aspect out of it before the match even starts. Like if you were gonna do super something supernatural, do that supernatural change mid match. Which I understand is a little harder, being that you know some you could tape some segments uh, when it's Raw and SmackDown, but in front of a live audience, you, it might be a little harder to do that. But the rumor was is that the Burt Fiend was not actually Bray Wyatt; it was actually Bo Dallas. That got rejected, and then the end of the match is like he's getting ready to put Randy Orton away. All of a sudden, Alexa Bliss is on top. Blood's coming out of her head. Black blood's coming out of her head. And the Fiend just Well, she, she was on top of the jack-in-the-box that he came out of at the beginning of the match. Right. But my point being is, is, like, he looks at her. He stops what he's doing. Takes an RKO. Done. Get, gets pinned. And then... Bounces he stands right back, back up. up. Right. So, if he was... Un, if he's in... If the RKO doesn't affect him, because he's able to stand right the fuck back up, why didn't he kick out? It... Okay, I really hope this fiend Randy Orton stuff is over because everything they've done with Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton in recent years has been absolute it's garbage. Horrible. Even back to the WrestleMania, the first WrestleMania they fought at, when they had like the red ring, color of the ring, and then like there's the worms on the ring that superimposed. Everything they've done with those two is absolute garbage. At this point, they might as well just scrap the fiend character because they clearly don't know what to do with it. Ray, Bray Wyatt's been one of those characters. They, you know, they basically shit all over the Wyatt family, and then somehow Bray Wyatt was able to rebuild himself as the Fiend, and people were getting into it. And at first, yeah, he was unstoppable. He beat Seth Rollins. He was beating uh, Daniel Bryan, and then now we have this long feud with Randy Orton, which him being burned alive. Which clearly, you know, I don't want them to burn him alive, but damn, you go back to a shot in the ring. It's clearly a dummy. It's not a real person. So don't right. don't do that spot if it's going to be so fucking fake. And then Randy Orton, who's who's a, a first ballot Hall of Famer, he has to do nothing else in his career, and he's cemented into the Hall of Fame. But yet Bray Wyatt's career is still very much in flux because he's the younger guy, and he's the one who's got the longest career left. But he continues to lose. Like they don't understand that Bray Wyatt's not getting over by losing. And whatever story they line they have with the Fiend and Alexa Bliss just needs to go away. It needs to stop. They need to turn Alexa Bliss back to what she was. And then they need to make Bray Wyatt again. They need to get rid of the Fiend character well, the whole, because the Fiend character, like, it's just such garbage at this point. Well, the, the rumor is that I saw was that Alexa Bliss is actually Sister Abigail and that she's actually in control of Bray Wyatt, and that's why he stopped. I, I, so, I, I don't see why, even if she's Sister Abigail and she's in charge of Bray Wyatt, why she would stop him from giving Sister Abigail to Orton and the match. It's 
It's that, dumb. That it's way sense. dumb. The whole thing with Alexa Bliss and Randy Orton at Fastlane was dumb too. It's, just, it's been awful. They need to. This feud needs to stop. And Bray Wyatt, they need to repackage him somehow because of the Fiend. I, you can't take the Fiend seriously anymore. He should have never lost to Goldberg. Goldberg, who said he didn't want to lose to the Fiend, apparently is what I heard because he thought he was viewed by kids as a superhero and he didn't want to lose the monster. If Goldberg said that to me, 50-year-old Goldberg said that to me against one of my hottest heels, I'd be like, well, Goldberg, we're not using you then because you're going to lose. Uh, yeah. All right, let's let's move on here. Uh, the next match uh, in my list, not in order, Rhea Ripley defeated Asuka for the title. We already said that was needed and expected. And that spot where Asuka DDT Ripley off the apron onto the mat below, God, that looked... It looked nice, but also, like, good lord, what a risk. Yield? I was... From the trailer leading up, I was expecting more out of Ripley. Okay. Uh, the next match, Sheamus defeated Riddle for the United States Championship. Oh, thank God. Thank God, too, because I hate fucking Riddle. Yeah, they I, they don't know what to do with a, him. and he's. Go ahead, Alex. No, they don't know what to do with Riddle. I mean, just making him a stoner character is not enough. And then with Sheamus... Sheamus has done some good work over his career. Probably one of the more underappreciated guys on the roster right now. But I mean, goddamn, I just can't care about him anymore. He's been there for so long. I just, I just can't give a shit. So I, I didn't care about this match whatsoever. There was no reason to care about this match because it was just thrown together like a week or two before the event. Like this WrestleMania had the worst build to WrestleMania ever. Uh, all right, next match: Apollo Cruz defeated Big E for the Intercontinental Champion in a Nigerian drum fight. Boo. Which, which I'm, I, I just want to say this. Stop making up matches. This is just a hardcore match. Just call it an un- a hardcore match. It doesn't have to be a Nigerian no drum fight. Right. Stop making up names. It's the same thing. Like, I, I, I was in an argument with somebody one time. I said, all a TLC matches is a ladder match. That's all it is. You're just calling it TLC, but you still, it, the same rules apply. So stop that shit. Uh, I didn't mind Apollo winning, but I think this kind of hurt Big E. No, I mean, they clearly, what they do tonight. I mean, I think he's going to go, as people have said, he's probably going to go into the main event picture from now on, which is fine. People online were pissed, though. They were, like, amazed that, like, the announcers were selling Dabakato as, like, a completely new superstar. Like, we hadn't seen him on Raw Underground or heard news that he was getting kicked back down with, like, Keith Lee and some of the other big guys like Otis for more training. Like, we know who Dabakato is. So why right. were you selling? It's like the the whole Prince Albert thing, like, Albert turned into um, Takashi. Uh, no, what's his name? Um, Takashi. It was, it was it was not Takashi. Um, I gotta I gotta find it. But yeah, they they tried to repackage him, and everyone saw through it, and they just chanted Albert whenever he came out. All right. Uh, the next match was Kevin Owens beat Sami Zayn with uh, the dumbass in his corner. Douchebag. Douchebag. Lord Tensai. That was the. It was Tensai. Uh, okay, I was close. Uh, yeah, I I don't see the point of this match. It was a good match. Like, what match of the night? But it was good. Well, listen, uh, what, the way I would have ended this match is I would have Kevin Owens beat Sami Zayn, but do it in a controversial fashion, so it adds to the conspiracy theory that Zayn could go off of. This ended clean, and then Logan Paul coming in made no sense. Well, Logan Paul's involvement gonna, in, in anything WWE made no sense. It's like the story of this WrestleMania. Shit just thrown together at the last minute. Okay, he, uh, he got so, stunned, so that was awesome. 
He also looked like he almost broke his neck taking that stunner. Someone needs to yeah. teach him how to take a stunner. Well, you know what? Right. I'd be fine if they broke his neck. All right, and uh, the match I was originally bringing up, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax defeated Natalia and Tamina. Um, again, that was a uh, that was a cluster f. Yeah, Nia Jax uh, hurt Natalia last night again. Well, okay, I mean, it, at wrestler. this point, Nia Jax only has a job because she's related to The Rock. She is terrible. Absolutely. She hurts people, and the only reason she's gotten any kind of like good press recently is because of the my whole thing, the memes from that on Raw. Otherwise, she's a complete joke. And being with Nia Jax, WWE should have fired her a long time ago, but being with Nia Jax makes Shayna Baszler look like an idiot because Shayna Baszler is actually a legit badass and she was in line to get the title. She dominated on NXT and now they put her in a tag team because they don't know what to do with her because they're not going to put her in championship matches for the time being. It's just fucking well, stupid. They, they, I think they put her with Nia Jax because uh, they they wanted her to help Nia Jax. Well, there's no helping Nia Jax because she sucks. No, she's horrible. I mean, the match... The match... I told my buddy, I'm like, actually, if it wasn't for all the hiccups in the match, it actually wasn't a bad match. I didn't think it wasn't a bad match. There was just too much hiccups. Like, am I going to go or are you going to go? Oh, uh, we're, we're supposed to go over here. You know, there was just too much of the pause and the not for sure where it, they it were It wasn't to smooth go. at all. No, it wasn't. It was herky-jerky. Well, hold on, Let, let's call it what is. Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax, no one wants to see them have the titles anymore, but yet the team they faced, Tamina, no one gives a fuck about Tamina because WWE's never done anything with her, and I don't know why they keep resigning her. Well, and Well, they did, they did, they did, they did try to push her last night saying that she's in the best shape of her life, she's doing the best, she's performing the best. I I think if you were going to take the belt off, Natalia and Tamina should have gotten the belt last Well, night. it's too little too late because after years of not caring about Tamina, you're not going to make people care about Tamina. And Natalia, Natalia is a – she's been a great worker for WWE. She's been a great wrestler, obviously daughter of, of Jim the Anvil. Uh, love Natalia. She's great. But she is not – she's in the – toward the end of her career. Like she is there as a veteran superstar to help get over new talent. They're not putting the belts on her. They've never given her that respect that she deserved by putting the belt on her seriously. She's won the women's title twice, and but bo- mostly for her career, she's just been someone who was there. They've never given her the respect she deserves. So I don't know why anyone expected them to give the belts to Tamina and to Natalia. Natalia. Okay, yeah, okay. And the main event of all WrestleMania, a Universal Championship match between Roman Reigns. He defeated Edge and Daniel Bryan in a triple threat match. I kind of felt like Roman was going to win this. Um, I'm kind of upset that they put Daniel Bryan in this because uh, the story I read is that they added Daniel Bryan to this match because Vince McMahon was not sure that Edge could hold up his end of a uh, WrestleMania main event on his well, own. Think about it. So like There, there are the concerns about Edge's neck. Like he, was, he had to forcibly retire because of his neck. Now, that was nine or ten years ago. But still, like being in a triple threat match takes some of the, the that off of Edge to where Edge doesn't have to be in there as much. And you know, same with Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan was forced to retire because of his neck. So having three guys in there takes some of the load off each of them. That definitely helps. Absolutely. But absolutely. But then don't have Edge win the Royal Rumble and have him main event WrestleMania. This, okay, if that's your here concern. is the biggest problem is that the point of WrestleMania has always been send the fans home happy. And, you know, you think of Undertaker beating Sid at WrestleMania 13. You think of Ultimate Warrior going over Hulk Hogan. You think of 
Hulk Hogan slamming Andre the Giant, Steve Austin beating Shawn Michaels, and him and Tyson, you know, having that moment at the end of 14. Um, and granted, there's been stuff like Stone Cold turning heel at WrestleMania 17 and winning that, but for the most part, you send people home happy, and especially after this is the first event where they've had people in almost a year or over a year, and it's WrestleMania, the storyline of either Edge or Daniel Bryan winning and that getting people up and off their feet, and because the, the backlash on the internet has been like, we don't want Roman to have the belt anymore. Like, all respect to Roman Reigns and Joe Anouai, the fact that he beat, um, leukemia for a second time and is in great shape and continuing to wrestle the dude's a legit badass and he's deserved to have that title run but this was supposed to be edge or daniel bryan's night and probably edges because edge is not going to have many more opportunities and the fact it was too perfect in storyline that it was 10 years ago to the day when he was forced to retire give fans an edge that moment of him winning at wrestlemania and that solidifies edge's hall of fame career and for some reason they chose not to do it, and I don't know why, and it's it was a bad decision. It was stupid. Well, the, the second they added Daniel Bryan to this match, I knew Edge was not winning. Because if they don't have confidence that he could headline a WrestleMania, then they can't. They definitely don't have the, the confidence that he could ro- do multiple championship run. Well, it could also be that they had no plans for Daniel Bryan, and they wanted to get Daniel Bryan on the show somehow. Fortunately, they found a better way to do that than what they did with Bailey, which was absolute garbage the entire two nights. Um, story of her right. at right. WWE career, but yeah, like they Daniel Bryan deserves to be WrestleMania, and this was a good way to put him in there, especially after what happened at Fastlane. 